<laughs> Joshua? Yes, I'm here. I think this must be a mighty powerful uh, podcast. Someone doesn't want this to get published. <laughs> <laughs> this, I'm, I'm really excited about this. I have not, I've been doing this for a while. I think I've had more problem with this one podcast than with all of the others. So I, I think wow. this is special. I, I do. I really do. But I'm going to keep talking because I don't know when we're going to get disconnected again. All right. Gotcha. All right. So um, you are unique in the sense that you don't see a lot of black male vegans or or and that's not to say that there aren't any, but you don't see them out front promoting this as much as you. Would you agree with that? Uh, I think in the way that I do it, if you're out there seeking, no, I'm, I'm going to say I agree with that. I agree with that. I just don't want to, I don't want it to come off as though I'm the only one out here. There are some, some other people doing some, some good so work. So that's interesting because I like to get your thoughts about there this because there appears to be almost two camps. There are, and I don't know how to say this politically correctly. So if I do, let me apologize in advance. Mm -hmm. But you have our black folks who are holistic against allopathic medicine have always been that way that are looking at herbs and treatments and you find vegetarians and vegans and they talk about juicing and and I think about people like you know the nutritionist Alvinia Fulton and I think about people like Dick Gregory and even now on YouTube there are there are blacks who promote veganism um, there is a, a black uh, YouTuber who who is taking people through a um, through fasting, and so they are there. But then you have another camp, and that camp is primarily non-black, and mm -hmm. they are they are also vegan, but they're also concerned about the environment and not doing harm to animals. And it doesn't seem as the two circles which have similar interests that are promoting the same type of um, diet is a bad word, but way of living, they don't right. really interact with each other. Right, right. And um, I, I've been doing this for, I have YouTube channels, all the social media stuff. So I've, I've had a opportunity to interact with both camps or all the different camps out there. And I think I've come around to believing that, uh, that you can't, if you're living it, living it as a lifestyle, and I always use the term, if you're living, I like to live more than just what's on a plate. I like to live outside the plate. So mm -hmm. if you're living, living it as a lifestyle, Right. And not just as a diet. If you're thinking of it just as a diet, then you're just thinking about what's on the plate. That's right. a that's a limited way to look at a lifestyle because okay. lifestyle extends way beyond the plate. So for me, it all it all is all about health, 
Now, I like to use the analogy of a highway. Now, on this big highway that has multiple lanes, you might have one lane that's um, people are doing this for the animals, okay? So they're yes. not gonna eat animals, right? You have another lane that people are doing it just for the environment, for the planet. You have another lane that people are doing it for their own personal health. Ultimately, all these lanes are leading in the direction of better health. I try to live what I call a 360 lifestyle. I try to take into account the animals, the planet, my community, and myself, because they're all interlocked. Mm -hmm. if, I want to take, if, if I want to take care of the planet, it's going to benefit me. Taking care of myself is going to benefit me. Taking care of my community is also going to help benefit me. So yeah. I need to do all of these things, taking care of the animals and having compassion, living a compassionate life, right? I can't be selfish and just think of human life. I got to think of all life. So I'm, I'm also mindful of the animals. So for me, it's a 360 approach that includes all the different lanes leading in the direction of good health. So I guess I may be a little different because I don't consider myself in any one of those lanes. I'm not strictly for health. Personal health is not strictly for animal health, not strictly just for the planet. I think it it's about all of it. And I try to live a lifestyle that reflects that. So the food is a component of it, but it's so much more to the lifestyle. What else is involved in your lifestyle in addition to your, and what type of diet and diet is such a bad word. Diet almost sounds restrictive when you say it. Um, right, exactly, exactly. And and it's and, not and a it punishment. So yeah, how do you eat or what do you eat? Okay, so I try to, when it comes to food, live a, uh, a science-based approach, science-based. So understanding the science of food and I'm not a doctor, I'm not a scientist, but I like to say that I um, actively daily seek out information that is um, science-based, is um, peer-reviewed, that sort of thing. So I follow credentialed doctors and scientists, food scientists, doctors, nutritionists, who use the, the, use, um, the data their eating decisions. So for me, I like to call myself a, I have a fiber forward diet. So I try to make sure I check that box every day on eating as much fiber as I possibly can um, and with reduced fats, which I believe um, from my understanding of what I've read, um, a lot of fat leads to contributes to diabetes. So no fried foods, no added oils, um, little to no salt, and uh, a lot of um, vegetables. I don't, I don't do juice, I don't juice. Um, what else? You don't juice, and, but this all started because you did a 40 day juicing, correct? Right, but that was in the beginning, but I've come to learn 
and come to understand that fiber is so, so important. And I, I try to fast daily, I fast daily. Fiber is so, so important. And then by me, I under, come to understand about removing fiber from my, my fruits and my vegetables, mm -hmm. I am missing out on something that's so important. That fiber is gonna help um, pull out that cholesterol. It's gonna help. So I need to make sure that if I'm gonna do a smoothie, I don't, well, if I'm gonna do a smoothie, I'd rather do a smoothie than just do the juice. I want everything that's within that, that fruit or that vegetable. And that includes the fiber. So to me, it makes no sense um, to strip so, fiber out. Okay, so just, you just are, are you raw or are you no. cooking your food? No, I, I, I like the sensation of warm food. Okay. And um, from what I understand, there's benefits um, with with that as well. But uh, and I wanted to enjoy my food, so I I like it. I like a warm meal sometimes, warm food. And uh, so I'm not totally. I try to minimize anything that's in a box, can, jar, or bottle, as far as because if it's food, normally when it comes that way, it's usually processed, which means hot a lot of um, too much sodium, <clears throat> sometimes too much sugar. I like to be able to control all those components in my food. So I try to make my food. So you're cooking your food. Now, food is so much more than fruits and vegetables. Food yes. is experience. Food is um, comfort. Sure. And so the question is, how does your food taste? Because taste goes up big way in terms of people wanting to eat a certain way. Sure, sure. But see, I think that goes back to being conditioned of your taste has been conditioned to, to a point where mm. you, 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 if it, you taste and you're like, oh, that's not sweet enough. Oh, oh I need more salt. You've mm -hmm. been conditioned to, to believe that. And I believe that if you can connect mind and body Meaning like when, for example, I love, I, I, I do eat frozen food. I, when I say frozen, frozen vegetables. And um, for a quick meal for me is the uh, combination of um, peas, corn, and um, stream beans. And you can find those frozen for 80 cent, you know, in uh, 79 cent, I think in Walmart, a bag of this frozen, these frozen vegetables. Mm -hmm. I've and I, I've eaten that and I've conditioned myself to find such joy in knowing that I'm doing good to my body. I think we're able to, or we've been conditioned, whereas that we're able to disconnect what it is that we're putting in our body to how it's going to make our body feel. But if you can make that connection to what you're, to understand what you're putting in your body, how it's ultimately going to make you feel, then you will find joy and comfort in that. I find joy and comfort of eating a, a huge bowl of um, um, collard greens or a huge bowl of kale because I, the comfort comes in knowing the good that I'm doing to my body. And people would ask, but what about the taste? How are you seasoning your food? Oh, uh, there was a documentary that I, I've watched called, uh, it was about food. It was called Acid. No, acid, salt, 
I, I, it'll come to me. But anyway, they talk about the, the components of food. This chef, world-renowned chef, talks about the components of food. And if you can capture these things, oh, and spice or heat. If you can capture the heat, the acid, and when acid can substitute for salt, so acid can be in the form of um, um, apple cider vinegar. Acid can be in the form of uh, like a, a soy sauce. You can find acid, acid in these things. You can find, as far as sweet, you can find sweet in the form of, um, well, I don't do honey, but you can find sweet. I do agave. There's different sweeteners that you can either add or, or if you, you can condition yourself to like less salt. That was hard for me in the beginning. Mm-hmm. You know, less salt. Like I don't shake salt into anything. I rather measure my salt. You and then when you can get used to the absence of, um, well, fat is a major component as, as well for food. But you have to find other sources. For instance, I'll make a pesto sauce and I will use, I will use um, olives. Instead of olive oil, I use a whole olive because that whole olive is going to give me fiber as well. Everything is in there. The oil and everything is in the olive, right? If I'm making a, maybe I'm, I don't do tuna, but say I'm I'm making, uh, I do a carrot tuna. Instead of using oil or or mayo, unfortunately I use that at my, at my, on my food truck. But for me personally, I will use, make cashews into a mayo. So Mm. I can bypass the, the process, but still have the fat that, that adds that comfort. So now you will have carrots, you have your fat coming from cashews. You bring all that together, you can still, still feel as though you, you can, it'll still taste good and you can still, you are um, satiated because you got the fat, you got the fiber. And then with those two components, then you're full. And I don't, it, it seems, I might make it sound simple, but it really is simple. You might have to, it might be a little bit of a curve to get your body readjusted or realigned to like these new flavors, these new tastes. And then the other thing I want to say that's super, super important. We, we believe that as far as flavor and taste is confined and we have the best flavor and taste right here in America, but there's a whole world out there there, there's Asia, there's Africa, yes. there's different yes. continents that have different yes. flavors. And if we would just explore that, I love Indian food. Um, I mean, Indian flavors, let me say that. If you would just take the time to go into a well-stocked um, spice shop so where they're well-informed, I go to one that's here in Chestnut Hill in Philadelphia. I asked the guy, I say, you know what? Let's go to Asia. He takes me to Asia and he shows me all these amazing flavors and spices. I don't know, for me, I get excited because now I'm on this flavor adventure. I'm about to experience new tastes and flavors mm-hmm. like for collard greens. Who mm-hmm. says that collard greens, you have to put smoked meat or smoked anything in it? Why not use flavors from Asia? Why not from from South Asia, you got South Asia, you got East East Asia. You know, you have, there's so many one, wonderful flavors out there. 
that one, you can never experience them all because there's just so many, but you have to be able to open your mind up to new experiences. It's like, like, it's like when people say like, oh, you never travel outside your neighborhood. People just, you just, you've always been in fill in the blank and you never travel outside. I believe it's the same thing applies to people with flavor and taste. They never travel outside of what they have been, have what they've grown to know. They think that's the norm. But unfortunately, it's just, they've been, they're confined. And if they're just willing to open up a little bit, the world is, is amazing. I agree with you. The genius of the slave was that he or she could take what they were given mm-hmm. and make culinary delights. But we don't live in that world now. And we should take our genius and create more culinary delights because we have more things at our disposal. The other thing that I want to say to you, it comes across that this is something that you're passionate about. I can I can hear your excitement. I can hear your, your passion for what you do. Um, it sounds as though you take great pride in studying and learning more. But what do you say to the person that's busy, the busy mom with kids working a job, who wants to feed her family well, but doesn't necessarily have time to spend in a store talking with someone about spices. How, mm-hmm. what would you suggest? What's, what are the steps that person should consider making or eliminating right. in their diet that they may have now? Right, uh, absolutely. So here's the thing, um, when people come to me, sometimes I think this is why I don't have a, I'm not a consultant or I'm not a coach or anything like that. Cause they don't like the answers so much <laughs> and the answer, I'm not going to say, let's go to the gym. I'm not going to send you a meal plan. I'm going to say, first thing we have to do is detox. So of course they're thinking like, oh, detox. Okay. So what, what's the recipe? There is no recipe. We have to detox your thinking because your thinking Mm -hmm. is totally corrupt. We got to, we got to, we got to pour, get the bad stuff out and start putting in some good stuff. And when I say bad stuff, that bad knowledge that you've come to believe is truth. We have to get that out or at least balance it with some truth and understanding because, and then once you start to get the truth and understanding, start to detox your thinking, you, not me, you will start coming up with recipes. You will say, Josh, well, what about, what about chickpea? What about this chickpea? What, what can I do? You'll start to come up with that because once you start to understand like, well, maybe the reason I don't, go to the bathroom enough is because I don't have enough fiber in my diet. What has fiber? See, it's all connected. Then you will start to understand, oh, if I add this, this, and that, now, Josh, don't give me a recipe, but give me an idea. You you can find your way, and it's so much easier when, when you, I'll help lead you, but when you can start to find your way. So let's detox your thinking. Let's read this book. Let's let's follow this doctor. I'm gonna give you this website. I want you to read these studies. I need I need you to understand. You have to start to build a foundation of understanding, and then you can then start to say, okay, this recipe or oh, Josh says suggests that I eat more um, chickpeas, and 
oh, he says, use an avocado and not too many avocados because it's a little bit too much saturated fat in those avocados, but I can do this. And you'll under, start to understand why, opposed to me saying, well, here's a recipe, eat that. And you have no understanding. You have no understanding. And not only that, you don't even have a belief in what it is. You're just following the lead of someone else. And that's what you've done for the last 20, 30, 40 years. Right. So right. you have time to listen to a podcast. You have time to listen to an audio book. You know, if you have time to watch a movie, you just have to get your priorities straight. What's important? Oh, that's, that sounds good. But I have to say, it also sounds not realistic. People are constantly bombarded with ultra-processed foods. Right. They're quick, easy, tasty. Um, you just open it up, put it on a plate, can last forever. Mm -hmm. And sure. to get someone to turn away from that and now to embrace something as radical as this may sound, it almost sounds as though they need to be at a personal health crisis, comparable to what you experienced 10, 11 years ago. Absolutely, absolutely. And unfortunately in our community, I'm gonna say in the black community, that's usually what makes people want to change because of a health crisis. Or sometimes, not all the time, of a health crisis that touched a family member. Those are some of the things that make people want to change. Or, or what I try to do, I try to be the example, not just talk the talk, but walk the walk. Like I like, to, I run, I bike, I swim, but I do it in my community. Someone asked me the other, not, um, not too long ago, Josh, do you, why don't you run down by the school court? I said, because the people who need to see a black man running are not down at the school, at, down at the school court river. They're in Germantown. <laughs> I need to run through their neighborhoods. I need to run through the drive-through. I need to do it on a daily basis. I need, I need to be that sample because I know when I go into neighborhoods that don't look like mine, all I see is people running, people jogging, people riding bikes. In my neighborhoods, it doesn't happen. So I need to be the example that it can happen. I need to plant these seeds. And I believe that continuing to plant seeds personally, that will change lives. Now you ask, now people are so busy. They're so caught up. I believe that you can. There, I believe that there is no excuse. I don't think there's any excuse. No one can tell me that I don't have time. I don't have time to do better. Oh, that's, there that's is the no, interesting. There that's, is no excuse. If you watch TV, you have time. If that's you drive in a car, drive to work, you have time. Yeah, yeah that's, that's really interesting. You know what? I think... It's not really time, it's maybe prioritizing. Meaning, yeah, I could, but I have other things on my plate. And, and so, you know, Josh, I'm thinking this might be a two-part podcast because okay. there's so many things 
that I want to bring up with you and I'm and I don't want to rush it because I want to know about acceptance in within your family but I'm going to ask specifically about because this is a timely piece the Eagles will be playing in the Super Bowl yes a lot of people will be having a Super Bowl party and food is always a component when there's you know, any kind of gathering, but especially when there's a celebratory Super Bowl party and there are things that people expect to eat. Mm -hmm. um, people want to feel like they belong. So how does Absolutely. someone like yourself manage gatherings, social gatherings, where food is always a big component and usually the food is not the healthiest? Yes, yes. This, this, I love this. I love this. And my, I've been doing this for 10 years. So my thinking has evolved to this that I'm about to tell you. I love these days. I fast, right? Oh my goodness. You yes, fast. I like fast. I, and on days, Thanksgiving, um, Christmas, any kind of outing, that's when I, I fast. Because now I have an opportunity because I am not the type of uh, vegan who's going to say, hey, you shouldn't eat this or you shouldn't eat that. No, I don't have to do that. But I'm going to be this symbol of discipline. I'm going to be a symbol of discipline. And I'm going to show you how important it is to me to eat properly and what I, I don't take for granted what I put in my body. So every time I go to an event, doesn't matter. It could be a wedding. It could be anything. Um, um, not passive, but um, a repass. Yes. Those are the best to do this at. And um, I'll just, just won't eat. Oh, won't wow. eat anything. I don't bring, I'm not the type, oh, I'm bring my own food. Yes. No, I, I, I think, and I believe discipline, I treat discipline as a muscle that needs to be just like you go to the gym to exercise, to build your muscle. I believe that your discipline has to be built. It's not something that we're just, it's, that's inherent in all of us. We have to build it. So, but this gives me an opportunity to do two things. One, I'll stand out. Yes, you will. I don't, and I won't make an announcement, oh, I'm vegan. I, I'm sorry, I don't eat that. I don't do that. But inevitably someone will come to me and say, why aren't you eating? Now, I'm not going to shout from the rafters, hey, I'm vegan. But if you knock on the door, if you knock on my door, I'm going to explain, well, I, I choose not to eat, you know, unhealthy food. And I'll say it that way. Oh, why would you say that? Well, let's have a conversation. And it happens every single time. I believe in order to help the community, I have to use strategy to help my community. I think it's selfish to to enjoy all these wonderful benefits and keep it to myself. Wow. This will definitely be a part two. I'm gonna, oh. I'm gonna let us marinate on that because that's a powerful statement. I mean, it speaks to your personal commitment. It speaks to your concern for your community um, it speaks to how do we educate people? How do we show people a better way? Yes. Um, there's a lot to that, to your response. Um, and it's interesting. 
it's an interesting choice. It's an interesting choice that I definitely would like to explore with you in part two. Awesome. I am so ready to do it. I love opportunities like this. I don't know if a million people are listening or just one or two, it doesn't matter because if we can just touch one person that can have a, this ripple effect throughout their, their family and community. So I am so thankful that you have me on. Right, and the fact that you are, we all, everyone can benefit from this, but you are recognizing that there is a problem in the black community. I mean, yes. there are recognized large racial healthcare disparities in the city of Philadelphia. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. And, and they will continue. Yeah, yeah. And, but, and there are food deserts and food swamps, and there are all sorts of issues that need to be encountered. But um, we will definitely continue this. It was a pleasure. Yes, thank you so much for having me, Doc. I really appreciate this opportunity. I Believe me, I do not take it for granted. All right, very good. Okay, so we will end this, but I have to say that I am even more convinced. You know, I was jokingly saying that um, the devil is a lie because I have had more calls coming through to me and interruptions <laughs> in podcast than normal. But I think the information is that important. Yes. I, I thank, thank you so much for taking your time. I know you're a busy, a busy professional as well. So I really appreciate yeah. this.